Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Hella Tired Podcast. I am your host, per usual, Bubba McComb, a.k.a. Sad Boy Shinobi, a.k.a. the Willy Wonka Wonder, a.k.a. the Balloon Baby Bear. Today, I am joined by one of my personal favorite comedians of all time, and I am not just saying that because he's here, man. He he really doesn't understand what kind of awesome favor this is to be doing this for me, but I am pleased to announce we have Mr. Steve Simone on the podcast. Dude, I'm happy to be here. Dude, thank Thank you you so much. Thank you so much for for reaching out. Of course, man. I was just like, to be honest... um, Listening to this podcast really, or like the, the motivator, like I get caught up in my head and stuff. Yeah, it's like, we all do. dude, Steve Simone, like he doesn't fucking, he doesn't know who I am. Like I have 240 followers on Instagram. I get like a, a thousand listens, and it's just like, but hold on, just send the email. Yeah, just see, right? right? And so you were exactly. the first person I reached out to ever to oh, come do the podcast, and um, I was absolutely just in disbelief that you're like, yeah, buddies, do it. I was like, what, what the fuck, man? So I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, and I thought it was really. F- for lack of, I thought it was cute that you reached out to my manager first. Yeah, I don't want to bother you directly. So, <laughs> funny, dude, just hit me up. Yeah, and uh, so he actually got back to me too, which was very cool. Which is usually not something that I, uh, would happen. Yeah, often, but cool um, people work with cool people. Yeah, and I—that's the thing. So I'm pretty new in the comedy world. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone that I've been meeting, I was talking to. Um, uh, oh my god, I forgot his name already. The accordion. Um, Kevin. Kevin. Dude, he French was explaining. Accent. He was he's explaining hysterical, his. He dude. was explaining his act. I was like, "This is the coolest shit I've ever heard of. Oh, I've yeah. never seen him. I've never, honestly, I've been in comedy a long time. I've never seen anybody work like that guy. That is so cool, dude. It's just so many different layers of funny and ridiculousness, and I'm it's ge- so real and cool and. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed working. I'm genuinely interested, in, and I, I I really wish I could we could do this for an hour and me stay the whole time and just you catch, show catch though, that. Right? Yeah, so tonight at the 10 p.m. Privates, it's it's gonna be cool. Um, a lot of friends of mine are just so uh, unbelievably supportive. So it's gonna be There's a good a night, great man. Scene here, right? Oh my god! Well, I'm really new into it, so I can't really speak from a perspective who's been uh, someone who's been in the scene for a long time, but like longevity. But 95 um, percent of the people that I have approached. Uh, it's just been absolutely like, dude, yes, thank you. Like, welcome to the yeah, scene, Phoenix man. Phoenix has got a really cool scene. It, yeah. and people here are so nice, too. Well, when the, in the wintertime. When, when the sun isn't oh, just yeah, pissing everyone off. Hot. Oh, yeah, my. No, stay out of here in the summertime. Yeah, I get that. Unless people are, like, doubling your requirements, dude. It's just like, just stay the hell out of Phoenix <laughs> in the summer, dude. People are assholes out here when the sun when the sun's well, trying to kill you, man. I'm glad I'm here now. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, uh, yeah, so me and you now... Um, I went out to, to the comedy store to do to try and just do the Kill Tony podcast. I'd never done comedy before, so I was like, dude, fuck it. I just want to... first time Kill Tony? No, I didn't go up. But I went there because I was in the area for something completely different, and I just was yeah. like, well, this is free. Um, yeah. Like I really have been watching that for a long time, so I was just go do that. And uh, so after the show, um, I saw you in the hallway, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, Steve <laughs> Samo, dude. And I met you, and, and you were so nice, dude. Like, and, and you offered a, a, a copy of your album after the show and stuff. <laughs> dude, I was like, this is weird. Weird, man. You were the first comedian I had ever met. And like, you know, I, I've been, you know, keeping up the comedy forever. I just love it. You know, yeah, it's XYZ. It's beca- it's quickly become something that I have never been so in love with, with uh, something. And, and I'm trying to like actually put effort into. There's awesome. a lot of things in life where it's just like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. This is fun. I have good times and memorable times. But uh, something like comedy is just like the scariest thing in the world for one. Yeah. I feel like I'm just going to throw up before every set. Yeah. But it is the fun. It is the most fun I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it's really cool. And so, you know, I'm great. I'm grateful that, you know, we, I, we had that interaction. I got a really good impression. And I was just like, all right, if Steve 
is going to do this, then let's just do it. And yeah, you're here. Man. So thank this you, man. This is awesome. Thank you. So now uh, from Kevin, right? Yep. Okay. Kevin's been telling me that you guys' shows have been going really well here. They've been great. And so now, have, has this been the first full weekend you've done here at Rick Bronson's, or has this no. been like a recurring thing? I, I think the first time I came here was in 2015. Okay. And then I think I took like a year off, but I, I think this is my third or fourth time here. Awesome. I awesome. love it. It's a great club, great staff. It looks amazing. Um, it's my buddy Matt Santos. Okay. Um, he's got his own podcast. He's a comic. Awesome. But he's also a great photographer and like sound. He's the guy that recorded my album, What's Up Nerds. That's awesome. So he's been recording all my shows this week. Oh, me, no way. Which is great. Shout so I have a Matt bunch Santos. of new stuff, but what I really want to do is take my first album mm -hmm. and make it, it was like 85% clean. Okay. But I went back and I've scrubbed it completely oh. clean because there's so many like families that are starting yeah. to get into my comedy yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like now I have a version that grandma can listen to oh yeah that a seven-year-old can listen yeah. to and I'm happy to do that's that. really cool now are you gonna leave both out are you gonna keep the original uh -huh. available that's a good idea man that's a good I idea I already pulled the original good good because I, I, because there are people that bought what's up nerds sure and they loved it because they could listen to it in the car with their kids sure and um and if they don't have it by now yeah. Right. Just exactly. really, if you've never heard it, and yeah, you can, I don't you can even think it. I'm going to do it for sale, like over iTunes or anything. Okay. I think what I'll do is I'll chop up some of the video content, yeah. put it out on YouTube, and okay. then get the CD to Satellite Radio because that's where a lot of people are starting to discover oh, me. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm so grateful for Satellite them. Radio. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, super okay. cool. Okay. And it's like when you get an email from somebody in their 70s that's like, I don't even really know how email <laughs> works, but I wanted to reach out to you and tell you how much I loved your comedy, that made me feel great. That's so much so effort get, on their part. Exactly. So I want to get as much content to satellite radios. I that can. is really cool, man. And, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, your, your comedy for the most part is extremely family friendly. And mm -hmm. in that album, like you said, you know, you love it so much. And if you can just take the amount of time to scrub it clean, re-release it for literally anybody can play it yeah. on any platform. And it was, it could be, is it like a PG rating or is it G? It's probably pretty. Cl I would say PG, but it's probably pretty close to that, G. That's awesome, man. The, the reach. Yeah, G rate. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it and your reach is just gonna double, triple. If I mean, like, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, but right? for me, it's like I just feel more comfortable doing that. Okay. You feel like, better about it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Like as an artist, it's kind of like going. I painted that when I was really young. Okay. I'm kind of embarrassed by how it looks. The reflective stage begins. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. and and it, I'm glad that the first album went out, that people did buy it. Very yeah. grateful for that. And I'm and I'm glad that it exists as a timestamp of where I was as a comic yeah. then. But the truth is, I released that, and then um, there's a uh, a buddy of mine, a guy that listens to my comedy, bought it. Okay. And this is when it first came out four years ago. And he was listening to, listening to it in the car with his kids. <laughs> and, like, he had his little guys in the car. And his youngest was, like, six at the time. Okay. So he had his camera going. And this six-year-old kid. And he was like, Steve Simone, you were so funny. And then ten minutes later, there's another video that the dad posted on my Facebook mm -hmm. page. And he was like, Steve, somebody has something to say to you. And he, the little kid's now heartbroken. Oh, no. And he goes, Steve Simone, you are so funny, but you said a bad word. Oh. <laughs> and it just brought, I was like, you know what, man? I don't want to disappoint my mom anymore. Dude. I don't want to disappoint, you know, it's like there's so few things yeah. out there stand-up comedy-wise that families can listen together. Like, I completely agree. There's just a few, um, I think, like, not even Jim Gaffigan anymore. No. He's got a couple of things. You're like, oh, well, oh. 
That's yeah. not now. It's not like yeah. You know? And then the cool thing is with comedy, you can do that. And yeah. it's like if I'm in a club, and I'm, my next my favorite comedians are Buckwild. Okay, like Ari Shafir, <laughs> Joey Diaz, sure, Joe Rogan. Sure. These are my favorite comics. But it's like, who knows? I might just go off and a rant and do that next time, and that yeah. might be my third album. Yeah, cool, whatever. But for right now. I just have to do what I feel most comfortable and that's, with. And that feels best, too. Yes. Especially when you're, yeah, and even me, like, there's a little, a couple of other little avenues of artistry I like to involve myself in. And if I'm molding to something that I don't Can't believe do it, in, man. it feels wrong. It feels and, wrong. And any kind, any kind of progress from that feels Doesn't matter guilty, what the results right? are. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. And so I've been lucky enough to adapt that thought process at a, a relatively young age where it's just like... Um, no, I'm just going to do the things I want to do. Yeah. As long as I'm not putting anyone like in a serious, like detrimental position. Right. I'm going to just do what I want and I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. Right. And since I've kind of made that decision, essentially, um, my life has just been so much more fun, so much more enjoyable and so less stressed because I'm not compromising my artistry on any level. Peace of mind is everything. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I, my act is not clean at yeah. all, but it's okay. I mean, that's who I that's am. That's who you are, and that's what you want to do. It's who I am. That's Dude, the most I important thing. when I got started, I was filthy. Like, Andrew <laughs> Dice Clay was my favorite comic. Oh, that was your inspiration? Yeah, oh, yeah. and I was, like, doing, like, <laughs> the most ridiculous things, yeah. but I did it in filthy, silly ways, and I'm like, yeah. we evolve, and it's like, I don't know where I'm going with my comedy, but I, I like the fact, at least, for now, anybody can, Yep. it's for, just there's enough craziness in the world. There's enough people telling us what's wrong with the world. I'm just trying to point out what's right. Let's, ce- let's celebrate what we can celebrate. I'm trying my best, man. I'm going to tell you something right now, and I hope you're okay with compliments. When I listened to the voice of God um, oh, yeah. bit, yeah. dude, I was in tears at oh, the end of man. that, man. That message is so powerful and so uh missed on a on such a wide level dude um there's me and a very select few of friends that i have that are genuinely constantly trying to promote progress and positivity and like everyone yeah. falls into their little ruts and of stuff of course we're humans everybody does yes, i have absolutely. bad days where i'm not yes. proud of who i am but yes but the focus like the conscious focus is like yeah there's way more cool stuff in the world absolutely. than there are bad and most of the bad things happening in the world have nothing to do with me yeah or you directly and you can care and you can do your part on a surface level like uh, charitable work or sure. volunteer work yeah. whatever you want to do but um yeah, I, I'm just really, really happy that I've learned to just focus on things that strictly benefit me. Yeah, and cool. um, I, I feel like I'm finally becoming a source of that, just like how you were talking about, man. And I'm not like trying to just talk to relate. Yeah. But really, that that message is so powerful. I'm glad that you say this right now, even though that's three years ago right now. Yeah. And you're still preaching the same message. And that yeah. is awesome. You're that's not inconsistent. Man. And no, no one in the world. Well, I you don't, know what it was? Like, I went through so many bad times. Oh, me too, man. You know, and <laughs> I've seen enough darkness. And and most of it was just generated in my own mind, if you really want to know the truth. It's, oh, my God, Like, man. depression, anxiety. Like, and it's no way. To, it robs you the joy of living. It does. And it's like, I just don't want to go back to that place. They're blinders. Yes. They're just like, all you can see is just like little fucking dark shadows of what's out there. And right. it's like, uh, yeah. And uh, we had a, a podcast episode strictly um, about mental health. And like, mm-hmm. I've, I've had to great, go. That's great, dude. Dude, I promote it and I, I back it. Um, I've dealt with my depression and anxiety and like, you know, at times like suicidal moments um, yeah. in, a, in a plethora of different ways. Yeah. And the, uh, some of them conventional, some of them unconventional. But at yeah. the end of the day, 
they work for me. Yep. And whatever I got to do to keep my shit going, like yeah. the way I need it to go is cool. And I just hope that everyone can just let all these like weird stigmas attached to it's mental so health. ridiculous. Dude, it, there's ah. all this judgment going on. It's like, it's so weird. It's like, We've forgotten that we're all human. No one's better than anyone. No, man. On any level, no. dude. No matter all, how. And like people aren't letting people mess up anymore. Yep. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, that's like, um, I'm a big Jim Croce fan, the singer songwriter. Jim He's Croce. He's old school, dude. Yep. He, he passed away 45 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's early 70s. Okay. And like, um, I saw. An interview with the pro wrestler Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he had mentioned this Jim Croce song, The Hard Way, every time. And I'm like, I'm familiar with Jim Croce, but I'm not familiar with that song. And I went back and listened to it. And it was just about how he learned the hard way every time. And I'm like, we don't let people do that anymore. It's like if you mess up once, people just say you're a bad person forever. Yeah, man. And I'm like, that's scary. Dude. and and, and That's scary. Because we all, that's, dude, you know how many people that we perceive that have, we all mess up, right? Yeah. But there are even people that we would perceive, oh, that's like, I'm wearing a Homeboy Industries hoodie right now. Okay. And what they do is they re- rehabilitate people out of prison. That's fucking okay? cool, man. And their whole slogan is jobs, not jails. Oh, right? did Vice do a, did, did Vice do a piece on them? The, the guy that runs it, this uh, Catholic priest, Father Boyle, he's a saint. Okay. He gets life and it's all about compassion yep. and being there for each other and not excluding anybody. Right. And I think that's such an important message. Because it's like, we're all going to mess up, man. It's yeah. part of being human. And, and most people want to change. Absolutely. And what you realize is people that act that way yeah. aren't doing it because they're bad or they're mean, but they're just hurting on yep. such a profound level that this is their way of coping. That's all they know. Like Joey Diaz did it. He's my favorite. He's my favorite person, on, on my a, favorite comic. I'm going to tell you right now, I've never even crossed paths with him. That guy is the fucking, I'm telling you, man, we can continue. I don't want to stay on the subject very long on my yeah. side, but he is the reason why everything right now is happening. Really? Just, just not him specifically, but Dude, just he's the best, right? Your episodes, uh, Lee and seeing Lee, Dude, the all, episode Joey did of my podcast uh, about a month ago is my all time favorite episode. Dude, I, and he talked about being in that state of mind that he was hurting so bad. I just like that, the real ones, man. Yeah, dude. That's he's all, the best. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, he's but the yeah, absolute best. I, I completely, I feel that on the same level on a, on a way that it's like what he's done for me mentally. I don't even need to slap hands with that guy to just be grat- to be grateful. Um, so, could you imagine having somebody like that as your friend? Dude. It, calling you up on the phone every day. I just wanted to check in. I, I love you, buddy. And I do like, that, dude. I do that. that? Before, I mean, I'm not trying to brag here, but like I do that before I even know who Joey was. Like mm-hmm. I am that guy. Like, That's awesome. Dude, I haven't talked to this guy in a forever. I'll scroll through my contacts That's and awesome. be like, oh shit. We need it, man. You, Everybody needs it. One yep. call can literally redirect someone's mental state in a way that could possibly potentially even save their life. I mean, it's been, it's gone there for me. So I I remember like once the late, great Ralphie may like one of the first times Ralphie ever talked to me because he would come into the comedy store in the place with just, Oh dude, light up. He's a presence. And uh, he was at the back bar and he just looked at me and he was like, ha, Steve Simone. And he looked at me (laughs) and he just went, you got a whole lot of funny in you kid. I was like, what? And he was like, I saw you on stage. He goes, it's going to take a while for that to simmer in the pot. But he goes, when it comes out, the whole world's going to love it. He said something oh, like that. God, I got like in chills, a very Ralphy way. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, I was miserable at the time. I was in a dark, I was just miserable. Yeah. And that have somebody that you admire just give you a tiny little compliment. Dude, that was enough. Yep. The late, great Freddie Soto gave me a compliment once. 
I mean, it kept me going for two years. Yeah, man. And it's, isn't it weird that now how many of your friends and family had told you that before? You a got lot. a whole lot of fun right, in you, sure. Steve. Keep going. Right. But how, I mean, the, the magnitude of their words, unfortunately, yeah. doesn't carry for me like it does a stranger. Yeah. Um, someone or somebody you, you admire. Exactly. Someone you look up to on any level, if they pay you any kind of compliment, it's, it is that. It's a fucking ignition. It'll light yep. your fire. It's like, oh, dude, my dad and my friends and my girlfriend, whoever is telling you like, oh, babe, like you're doing good. Like keep right. doing it. You know, even my friends that are just like, yeah, dude, I'm really enjoying what you're doing. Anyone else that says that that's a stranger, it means more. Yeah, because like in the back of your brain, you're like, well, they have to support me. And I feel like when you step back from it, how great is that that you have that little family to keep you going? Because so many people don't. Dude. You know? And like when I started to focus more on gratitude than complaining, I started to realize all of these amazing blessings that I had in my life. And I realized that I had everything I needed to be happy. Yeah, isn't it weird? Everything. It's just a mental state. It's all It's just so state. hard to get out of it sometimes. You know, yeah, sometimes we're bombarded every day yep. by telling us the marketing message is you're not enough. Yeah. You need more. You need to be more because they want to try to sell you stuff, yeah. man. And even, even me, I'm guilty of like, damn, dude, this video only got like a thousand views. Like, why am I feeling Who that cares? way? Yeah, those thousand people, I just hope those thousand people enjoyed it. The yeah. five minutes of their time they took to watch it, I hope they were like, oh, shit, he's doing his, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But it's just really hard to rewire yourself. And sometimes it, it takes time. Yeah, and it's, and if, especially if you don't, if you're not taking any steps towards that, you'll yep. sit there for years, man. And I, yep. I'm just really happy. I didn't spend two, maybe a couple of years in like yeah. a, the, probably the darkest place of my life, but my friends and everybody were just there for me. They're like, yo, dude, you know what the first let's step is? Get it going. Realizing that you can change it. And it's hard. Oh, dude, I didn't oh, like. I remember hearing that that quote that's attributed to Abraham Lincoln, where it's like, and I'll paraphrase it, where it's something sure. like, "A man is is happy, is as happy as he makes up his mind to be." And I'm like, "Whatever, dude." Right? Okay, Abe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. then, like, you know, 15 years later, I'm like, "Oh yeah." It's just when you go true. through shit. Yeah, it's I so think funny. it is. I think it just takes. Um, a little bit of dismantling for those words to look. Have you ever, okay, have you watched Shrek as an adult? No. You know Steve. what? Here's the truth. Okay. Oh. I was <laughs> such a fan. Okay. Of the late, great Chris Farley. I think he was the funniest person ever. I'm a 90s baby, man. Okay. I, Farley I fucking was agree. The funniest dude. Did you see Sandler's new special? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, the Farley song is my favorite oh, thing in life right was, now. How unique was that? How cool of uh, Adam Sandler to do that? Adam Sandler's the real deal. It's a breath of I fresh air. I love that dude. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. I like love, like, I don't get starstruck, but when he, I, <laughs> he was at the comedy store, I guess about a year ago, and our talent coordinator there, his name is Adam. Okay. So he was coming through the back of a dark main room, and I knew he, he's friends with David Spade. Okay. So, and I get starstruck around Spade. Or sure. Whatever, because, you know, he's Farley's oh, best yeah. friend, and he's so funny, and whatever. There's certain guys that, like, when you're fans of theirs in an impressionable part of your life, they're always going to be your guys. Right. You know? Right. So, there's like three or four people walking through the dark back of the main room from the side. And I see Adam, the talent coordinator from the comedy store. I'm just like, hey, what's up, Adam? How's it going, buddy? <laughs> and behind him was Adam Sandler. I didn't even know because it was so dark. And it's like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, <gasps> it was the best. <laughs> Have you seen the Mr. Crab meme where uh, like everything around him is blurry? 
Like, oh, that's oh, hysterical. Shit. Oh, my. That's all I can think about right now. Oh, that's funny. You're just going about your day. Oh, cool. Adam's here. Hey, and this fucking Adam Sandler. Okay. Did he say hi? Oh, yeah. He was like, he, <laughs> he was like, because it was dark and he like, you know, tapped me. He was like, hey, what's up? How are you, buddy? And I'm like, <gasps> this is the coolest thing ever. I, yeah, dude. Uh, honestly, like uh, we are all the same. We are all people. No one's better than we, we, we discussed this. But yeah, there's just something about exactly it, someone that's impressionable. You're just like, oh my. Uh, well, like, that's I, hope he, my, I hope he likes me. My dude. love <laughs> for Farley. He was originally attached to Play Shrek. I don't know if you knew that. Play Shrek. Shrek. Oh, oh! Instead of Michael Myers, are you serious? Shrek was supposed to be Chris Farley. Oh my god! And there is some sort of urban legend where, like, ninety percent of the film, a significant portion of the film, was done with Farley's voiceover before he passed. Okay. Um, so that, you think that exists out there? I believe it does. Oh my god! Um, but I was so excited for that movie with Farley. Yeah. That I've never seen Shrek. Honestly, I think I saw Shrek two or like mm, I I, yeah. I went maybe I did. Just, Donkey's Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah. Okay, so I <laughs> yeah. did see that at some point, but I haven't gone back to see okay. it. Okay. So, yeah, as an adult, um, I have not watched that movie. I mean, there's just like, it's not really a time that I would just watch Shrek, right? Right. But I was, you know, on my couch, smoking a little bit, yep. and I was just like, oh, Shrek, like, damn, dude, I haven't watched this since I was a legitimate child. So uh -huh. I put it on. Oh, my God. The emotional weight. The message of that movie. All right, I'm gonna have to go back and watch. Oh, it. please do. Please watch Shrek. You know, I know you got kids, but if you can get Shrek by yourself, so you don't have to worry right, about right, anything, right. It, it is uh, it like kept, that kept me on track for a little while too. You know, like a little bit of word of wisdom, like subliminal words of wisdom. It's like, oh shit, dude, Shrek just taught me a life dude, lesson. That's why art's so powerful. Right? So powerful, and I, that's what I love about the cartoon or animated um, world because one of my buddies put it really, really really well for me he said the reason why people are so in love with animation animated series usually more long-term than anything is because once something is animated the ex expectation for reality is diminished completely oh, that's a good way to put it there is no thing that can happen in an animated show that's like that wouldn't that happen would never happen right. okay come on dude that's really cool yeah, yeah i've always loved animation me too I, I, always always still i'm 27 and i will fucking put on adventure time i'll put on spongebob before that's I awesome. go watch Handmaid's Tale, which is one of my favorite shows ever right now. It's just so insane. But um, yeah, in the Shrek, it was just one of those things. It's like, yeah, that shine, that message shown through for me with Shrek. I was like, damn, right, dude. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch yeah. that. So shout out to Shrek. That was, right. that was a nice little tangent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> shout out to Chris Farley. Oh, man. I Funniest just, guy ever. I really, there's some people I really do wish that I could have witnessed, man, yeah. honestly. And, and he is absolutely one of them, of course. And I think a lot of people can say that. But, uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of, plenty of times where you know these moments are going to happen and it's just like you know um I, I i'm not going to just say things to say things like i don't idolize like you like you might have idolized farley but you and your comedy and your outlook on life just through your message through comedy and your podcast yeah. dude it's just like you know people need people like you man like honestly and just through this little tiny podcast um my, one of my friends serena is going through like she's three months sober Oh, good right? for her. Way to right. go, Serena. And, and and it was like a real, real climb. I mean, we've been out of high school for a long time, and she's pretty much been battling since. And yeah. um, she was like, hey, I just want to let you know that like your podcast is helping me so much through this recovery. And I was like, that's it, man. That's a, that is everything. It's all worth it. Like now. Yeah, the uh, only reason we're really uh, here is to really be there for each other. You yep. Know? yep. And this is fun. 
but yeah. but the real point of doing this is like for those moments, man. Like that's what I want. No one has to tell me. No one has to write me a message and make let me be be known that I did that for them. But no. this little thing that I have is just like it did that for someone, or it's helping someone in a time where I can't relate to that. I've mm. never been in recovery before, and, right. and I've seen plenty of friends be lost to it completely that yeah. don't make it back. I know, and it's uh, really sad how life can just sort of get out of control. You it's know? strange, man. And just little things like, uh, this is not a happening show or a one 20 minute segment of a podcast can like, all right, man, today is like not so bad. The Lord works in mysterious ways. So again, I, I mean, I couldn't thank you enough for agreeing to do this and, and just spreading that word of positivity. Um, even through the people who might not know you who are, like, I have friends that aren't comedy fans, but yeah. they're just friends of mine and they support me. So maybe cool. someone can just hear this conversation yeah. and it helped them in Absolutely. the slightest way. And That's it's all it. worth it, man. Yep. Dude, and you've you got to just smile at people. You know, just that's the littlest thing. But you walk down the street, you smile at somebody. High five someone. When's that's the last time it. you high five? Oh, you probably have actually. Yeah. yeah, I do that too, dude. I was like, hey man, and he's like, hey, what's up? It's the best. <laughs> hey, cool Instant shirt. Joy, dude. It's yeah. like no one's gonna think you're a weirdo. No, he gets creative. I, I do. I do tend to stay away from women though in doing that, just because yeah, you don't want them to think you're a creep. I'm legitimately so um, irrationally frightened of being perceived as the creep. I know. Oh God. Especially now. Oh my God. Because like, oh, I know so I'm not. Terrifying. I'm a genuine human There's man. There's nothing worse than being <laughs> misunderstood. Yep. Especially by someone who matters or oh, someone yeah. that's like, maybe their opinion does weigh a little bit. Yeah. And if they think something that is a, a, a misconception, it's like, no, 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 please. Can we just repair this? Ugh. I'm cool. Let's do yeah. it. Ugh. But yeah, yeah, high-fiving people, man. That's dude. That's just a cool, that's like a finding a dollar on the ground for yeah, me. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. But, um, so now you're, you're here. This is your last night here. Yeah. Okay. So now you've done four shows prior to this leading no, up to or six. Well, it sorry, was, four nights. Yeah. Wednesday, okay. one Wednesday, Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. Yeah. This is the seventh show. Awesome, man. Tired. Yeah. Very tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home, crash out. Yep. Fly back to LA, handle some business. And then I fly out again on Wednesday and oh, I have wow. seven more shows next week. Then I get back on Monday again. <laughs> Okay. I'm not going to do any meetings that week. And yeah. then that Wednesday, I fly out for another six shows. Dude. I'm going to be done. Oh, yeah. And well, then I'm off for a week before Christmas. Then I jump on a plane. Yeah. Hang out with my family. And then jump on a plane on New Year's Eve in Denver. Oh, that's going to be such a party. Yeah, that's going to be so oh, great. Oh, my God. Who, the who 28th. You, who are you doing Denver with? Uh, I'm bringing my buddy Mike Black. Who's Mike a Black. Yeah, he's a great comedian. Okay. Um, he's been on Comedy Central. He's toured with, you know... Every everybody, okay, he's the greatest, but he's from Denver. Oh yeah, so he's a headliner himself. But now I'm like, dude, yeah. stay in the condo with me. Be a tourist in your own town. Get to see your mom. That's so cool, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be oh, great. You're gonna make his fucking life. Yeah, man. it's gonna be great. Oh my goodness, that's great. Okay, so now what is your what do you do to like not just completely take a nosedive? Like seven shows, five days, and yeah. it's like usually. I mean, do you have, you rent a car out here or something? Like, what do you do to like not just Say fuck it and just like be down. I can't, go I, can't, to church. I, can't, I can't do seven days of anything straight without being pissed off about it, dude. dude I work. I exercise. I okay. go to church. I pray. Okay. And then I just try to have laughs with people. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Seriously, that's what it is. And so you get found a little I, spot out here. Yeah, you and enjoy. then also I do need to just unplug. Yeah. You know, sleep a lot. Like next week, I'll probably yeah, like. Yeah, I'm gonna need to sleep a lot. Yeah. Because you have to recharge that battery, man. Dude. There's only so much. Like. 
I never viewed performing as a job ever okay. until about a year ago. <laughs> okay. Especially this time of year because it gets really busy for me right before the holidays. What was it? The amount of work? Yes. It was the switch the amount of performing? Well, the travels will get you. Okay. But then it's like, oh, like if I'm in town in LA, I might do two spots at the store and two, four spots a week. Sure. And they're like 15 minute spots. Sure. Huge difference between that and an hour a show. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing seven hours of shows. Right. Where you start to go, and I'm getting older. And you've got a very energetic set too. Yeah. It's not just a sit down on a stool and let's no. hang out for a little while. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm like, oh, I need to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And I used to try to be double, triple productive. Like I'm going to write, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm gonna, and I'm like, nope, I'm just going to do the shows. I'm going to take care of myself a little sure. bit better and um, try to relax, Yeah, and which I is difficult, you know? It's absolutely difficult. Even when you're not, I mean, I don't travel, but it's difficult to relax just, just here normal. in the city. Yeah. yeah, it's like difficult. Like, I think as artists, we're always like, what I, at least I, I'll speak for myself. I used to always feel like I needed to be working on something. That's, dude, downtime is guilt time for me right Correct. now. Correct, and, and you have to get over to that. I'm just starting to get over that. Trying. Where I'm like, no, man, go yeah. play Candy Crush, go watch a crazy <laughs> YouTube video, go right. watch a game, go to the gym, go right. do something for you. Unplug. Yeah. yeah, and I'm at the stage right now where everything I do is just fun, but it drains me because, yeah. I mean, I don't do really anything that's low. Good stress is still stress. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even just, you know, uh, sitting down trying to uh, fucking pay attention to a movie. Yeah. I can't even concentrate sometimes right, unless I... Yeah, unless I know I've got everything done for the day and that's... I actually just for the first time in my life bought a planner and that's kind of changed up my Good. my feeling of being prod uh, productive because that way... I, you know, I set out a fucking thing, uh, sorry, set out a thing, a list of, you know, accomplishments to do. And if I just do them real quick, yeah. real quick, and then Get doing nothing done. doesn't feel guilty anymore. No guilt. Yes. So I, I guess I'm learning too, but I'm still in that process where I'm just like, Dude, ah. we're, all, we're all work in progress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's great, man. But, and so you're doing on this huge tour stint and now you said you filmed, you've been filming uh, all weekend here. Now you're filming to re-release uh, your I, first special I don't special really here. have any content on social media. I have this stuff from Ari's show. Sure. I have a spot from Gabe's show. But other than that, I have some old stand-up clips. But in the last few years, I've worked, I've been working completely clean now for like four or five years. Okay. But I just want more completely clean clips. I'm going to give them away for free. Sure. Just so people can start going, all right, I'll come, I'll, I'll come see this guy Okay, at the club. so, so your, your uh, goal essentially at this point in time is to be like a clean comic, considered a clean comic, but on open mics kind of let loose a little bit? Like, no, I don't. Like, okay. That's just where I am. Like, okay, it's like, that's great, man. That's like, I don't want to even brand myself as a clean comic. Okay. I just don't have enough content out there of the type of humor that people are going to see in the club. Gotcha. Does that make sense? It does, yes. So I yes. want to put it out there so when I come to Denver, people can go, who is this guy? And they'll pull it up and be like, nah, no it's not for me. No or one's ever like, said that. Oh, that seems cool. No one's ever said that. No, that happened. I mean, look, dude, <laughs> this, a sense of humor is so subjective. It's very true. You're, like, there are people that are like, this guy's not funny. And I'm like, he's the funniest person in the world. Right, right, right. You know? so and, and, that is, that, and that's it. That's life. And, and I, that's kind of like a sense of comfort for me, be, mm -hmm. just starting out. Um, uh, I, I did my first open mic, went really well, like um, a year, about a, over, a little over a year ago, did my first open mic. And then the next weekend, I came back for a show, like a two-night show. And I bombed so hard. Yeah, we not all did. One laugh. Yep. There was two people in the crowd on both shows. Yep. And that traumatized me. I feel like I have my ego in check. Oh. Okay. But I didn't do a set for a whole year, and I just started doing them again three, three Good. and a half months ago. 
I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> the first time I went to Ari Shafir's apartment, uh-huh. 17 years ago, <laughs> he had a poster board above his bed with a hundred boxes in it. I've heard this. It's the truth. I've heard this. And he had a quote from Bobby Lee, and the quote was, you're not a comedian until you bomb a hundred times. Dude, yes. So Ari would write yes. in the date and the venue of where he bombed. Dude, yes. That's so great. It's just, dude, that's what, like, comedy is such a great way to how to learn how to live life. Dude, and now I enjoy it. If yeah, I don't do like, good, okay, I... this is a learning experience. When I, when I don't that's do good, I analyze. I get, become analytical, and it's not like yeah. a stressful thing to me. I enjoy no. being analytical. It's like, okay, so... What did the crowd look like? What did they yeah. laugh at? Why didn't they laugh at that? I'm going to be honest. Like when I performed for mostly white crowds, mm-hmm. they just like, they kind of wig it so weird with anything racial. Mm-hmm. I don't do any racist shit. I would never do that. But anything attached to a race, yeah, they, just they get, get nervous. uncomfortable. I did yeah. my first ever out of sto- show uh, open mic in Minnesota and that crowd was the most uncomfortable place ever. They shut my mic off once I started talking about oh, that's crazy. Mexican people being the only guys to call in on radio stations anymore. And they're like, nope. I'm like, yo, what That's the f- crazy. It was crazy. Dude, you know what it is? Like, the people, we have to learn how to be cool again. Dude, like, come on. There's a huge difference between being a jerk and being honest and funny. Yeah, there's, yeah, racial it's and silly. racist are completely different. Uh, dude, I'm, nobody's cool anymore. No, well, yeah, the, you know what well, I mean? people like, that cool. are cool are comics and the people who just enjoy and understand that it's like, look, dude, this guy's not out here saying He's like not saying it to be mean or a jerk. Never. And dude, I'm so crazy, so <laughs> pro free speech where I'm like, even if you were a jerk that had ridiculous points of view, you still should have the right to say it. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And it's and like that's your right. And I how am I ever you, you how are we ever going to have a dialogue unless you let people express themselves? Yeah. And yeah. And I, you know what, to be honest, I still, I still do have kind of a hard time respecting an opinion just because it is an opinion. Yeah. Um, but I've become better at not being so aggressive in my, um, response or my, you know, uh, yeah, response. It's yeah. just like it used to be where I'd have a really hard time staying cool and we get into yeah. a screaming match. I'm like, fuck yeah. you, you're not my friend anymore. Yeah. It's Silly. just so, I was so angry at some point in time yes. in my life, but now it's just like, ugh, you know what you're saying? I 100% don't agree with. Yeah. But if you're going to say it, don't get mad when people want to question, like, hey, man, um, do you really think this? Why do you think I think that? Well, because you are saying it. Yeah, but like the <laughs> only way to like sort of like, really help and connect with people is to hear them out. Yeah. And then really try to figure out what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Because I think like the people that are the most lost or that, that have the, for lack of a better word, dangerous points of view on things. Sure. What they really need is just a hug. Yeah. You know, yeah. like everybody wants to be cool. And by cool, I mean like, you know, happy. Right. Connected. Yeah. Part of, you know, Part of society. Ego's got to die a little bit, man. Yeah, dude. It has to. Oh, it's you got to do things that embarrass you, and you got to do things that make you feel like you're gonna die inside. Oh, that's how you get better. Oh, you're good. You're good. I was gonna say the best (laughs) thing I started to do was uh, this one right here. There we go. Thanks, man. I just started to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh shit! And it's terrifying for me. Yeah. Terror. I (laughs) I've gotten to the point where I didn't go into it ever thinking I was going to be good. Okay. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, like I know. I'm the most self-deprecating person ever. And I'm just being low. I'm being 100 percent honest. (laughs) Yeah. I'm old and I've never been an athlete. Sure. And I am a wimp. But I'm like, we'll see. No, for real. I know what I am. Okay, okay. But but what it was is it was an exercise for me in um, definitely physical. Sure. Like I wanted to try to lose my belly and make friends. Sure. And I've noticed <laughs> that people 
I wanted to make friends that weren't just comedians, you know? <laughs> and that community, they're the coolest people in the world. Yeah. And Eddie Bravo explained it to me because he was like, you can't have an ego and get good at it. You're going to get humbled every step of the way. <laughs> yeah. And so now the only thing I do is tap, laugh, and smile. And That's then, all you can do until yeah, you get like, better. I can't even make it through the warm-ups, bro. And I've been yeah. going for like six months. Oh, dude, I haven't been, I haven't done a physical activity other than this ball and cup game I have yeah. right here. Um, Three years. Dude, I fucking ride a bike sometimes. Diet, exercise. So, yes. It'll, dude, I'm telling you, it helps. I'm being I'm really. Only, the only thing I do is like, I'll listen to Rogan's podcast and yeah. then try to adapt it to mine. Dude. To chubby guy style. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. all right. Small steps. Small, yeah, but, baby steps. Dude, but you know what? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the, with the rapper Cassidy. I know the name. Okay, but I'm to, old. I'm more like. Oh, Cassidy's Rock, old. Rock him. Do my favorite rap. I saw Rakim live at the Celebrity Theater like five years ago. Rakim kills it. He is literally like, that is the smoothest performance I've ever seen in my life. Completely effortless, dude. Yeah, it legendary. was like if Butter was a performance. It yeah, was he's that. a legend. He's a legend. Oh my god, legend! Um, like I'm so grateful for the hip hop I grew up with. The greatest stuff. And see, my, my cousins um, were about 18, 19 when I was a really young kid, and in the 90s, or I was born 91. So like. All those times where they had to babysit me, they had to they watch me. you to the good stuff. Dr. Dre, all the Bay Area stuff like Spice One, mm -hmm. a Drew Down, and Loonies yep. and stuff. Oh my God! So I grew up with a very, very cool mix, diverse of music. At the house, my mom played Motown and country. The and best. That's a great dude, mix. It's a great mix, honestly. But now country is something that's just absolutely embarrassing. And that's not all of it though. There's some really cool stuff. I would never ever say all. Yeah, ever. Man. I mean, do Chris Stapleton? Amazing. Oh my God, dude, you can hear that. That guy's you can hear his life in his voice dude he breaks me dude <laughs> yeah that guy's the truth sturgill simpson is oh the truth. my god yeah Th there are a few that are just blowing me away but okay i should say okay let me take this back a little bit and i, I do have a fairly good job of making sure i don't i'm not all inclusive most top 40 country songs yeah. i just don't enjoy they're a little mm. pop they're pop they i don't feel pain Mm -hmm. I want to feel pain when I listen to country for the most part. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Marty Robbins. That's my all-time favorite country artist. He's Dude, like I'm going to have to check him out. He's a 1958 uh, artist. His The best album is Gunfighter Ballads and Campfire Songs. <laughs> That's great. Dude, it, it'll it make you feel like you're legit, like just sitting around a fire, like, get a cigar or something. Oh, like, that's cool. Just really dive into the experience. But um, And my dad listened to classic rock pretty much strictly. Yeah. And so growing up, I got to see Heart. I've seen Bob Dylan live. Oh, that's great. I've seen Journey, Kansas, Survivor. I love all that stuff. Me too, dude. It makes me feel so good. And like, yeah. I love all music, but um, seeing masters of their craft like that, that have been doing it for... There's no shortcuts, man. Oh my God! There's and no shortcuts to becoming great. There's none. You, no one, no one starts out great at anything. No. Period. No one no. even starts out good at something no. unless you're like just trying to be an asshole. Yeah, dude. That's natural, right? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, <laughs> right? It just takes persistence, you yep. know. Hard work. Just, just don't stop. And in hard work, um, or hard work. Yeah, dude. I, I, the, all of the effort I've been making lately has been feeling a little um, less effort because like I just like this is kind of what I enjoy doing exactly I understand that my day job has to be there I've yep. accepted that my nine to five has to be the thing that allows me to do the Sustained things you. I like right. to do outside of that yep I'm done trying to find a job I enjoy that is behind a computer or right. physical labor I just I'm keep not on getting that. up on stage oh yeah and then who knows keep on doing the podcast keep on yeah. doing comedy be good to people and you'll be amazed where it takes you. That's, I've been doing that lately, and it's uh, my life has never been has never felt better, man. I'm so grateful for 
comedy and I and I'm not I'm not a I'm not anywhere near a veteran. I've just been wanting to do it for years and years and years, but I've just decided to do other stuff. Like yeah. I'm not ever one to um not be involved in an interest because like uh I think it's embarrassing or I think it's too hard. Mm -hmm. But um the first time I did it I was like, "Oh, this is amazing it's feeling." The it's like dude, I, I there's no other better feeling, I don't think. I mean, probably having a kid or something, but I don't want yeah. no kids now. Not I mean, I, comedy's I great. It's great. So, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for this experience, man. I'm so again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I am so grateful that you said a -okay I'm so happy. This. I'm not so happy it worked out. It's Me been too. a busy week, but thank Me you too. for the opportunity absolutely and man. making it happen and have a great time you too you tonight. too i'm gonna man it's gonna be a great night no matter hang out what. with your buddies comedy that's yep, awesome it's gonna be great um, and, uh, anything you want to um say uh find I'm you gonna be at that uh comic strip in edmonton Ooh. this week i'm gonna be at the mall of america house of comedy okay the uh i think it's the 10th through the 15th Okay. And then Denver Comedy Works. Oh, yeah. For New uh, Year's. New Year's. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's so cool, man. That's so cool. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, a shout out to Cova Coffee for sponsoring the podcast. Um, you know, we don't have the coffee on us today. I'm actually, sorry, I'm guys, I'm stringing a Starbucks. Please just Cut don't. Cut that out. Yeah, no, no, I will not. I'm nothing but truthful. Um, they, yep. just send, they just send coffee. They don't pay me. They just have the cool, best though, coffee dude. in the world. And I was What's like, the name of it? Kova. Okay, C-O-A-V-A. Co I love coffee, so I'll check it out. Oh, I wish I would have brought a bag for you, dude. Dude, don't worry about it. Bring it next time you're at the comedy store. Okay. How it, about that? It'll blow your mind, man. Seriously. Awesome. Um, yeah, use the code HellaTired at checkout for 15% off. That is factually the steepest discount you can get on the interwebs. So go ahead and do that. Um, this has been another episode of the Hella Tired Podcast. I've been your host, Sad Boy Shinobi, and this has been with Steve Simone. Have a great weekend, my little sleepies. <laughs>